Athletics' Ben Standig reports the Redskins want to trade contract year wide receiver Josh Doxson before week number one. The Miami Herald's Barry Jackson mentions Kenyon Drake and Kenny Stills are possible trade bait, a potential deal for unsigned Texans franchise player Debian Clowney. And Brewers third baseman Mike Moustakis remains out of the Brewers starting lineup Wednesday afternoon against the Cardinals. Moustakis suffered bruising along his left wrist and palm while trying to field a hard grounder at third base on Monday. I'm Dan Strapper and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell... Welcoming everybody. It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. As you see, multiple uh, visions of me behind me. Uh, as you know, Sean Guastamacchia is not here uh, for the next couple of days, but your boy, the closer, will be filling in, and Joe Ranieri. You can find him on the morning after. Uh, and there he is now, Joe Ranieri, morning after. Thank make it rain. What in the world are you doing? What are we doing here at the window, man? You know, Sean must be nice. I don't know who he knows. I don't know how he coordinated this. But uh, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, well, I'm going on vacation. You guys don't mind uh, filling in. But we're the kind of team players you could only have, you know, hope to have as teammates. That's all I'm going to say, Ventra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I stay close with him, and uh, I try to stay on his good side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. But it's an exciting night. You got to be – I mean, listen, it's it's like kind of uh, Christmas early here for uh, for all of us uh, sports degenerates, whether it be from a fantasy standpoint, certainly for a, from a betting standpoint as well. Just being a sports fan, you got 32 football games tonight. To try and sort through. You got 16 in college. You got 16 in the NFL. It is the final preseason run, so to speak, for a lot of these teams, kind of rounding out their uh, rounding out their rosters, trying to figure out who makes the practice squad, who's they're even I mean, believe it or not, you've got dysfunction galore with some teams like, I don't know, the Miami Dolphins, who still haven't made a decision as who their starting quarterback is going to be. Mm-hmm. So somehow or another, we're still trying to figure out, is it, you know, Fitzmagic or is it Rosen? But I guess we'll figure out tonight as as they get ready to do battle. But I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of starters. In fact, I would imagine we're probably not going to see a whole lot of starters outside of teams that are completely dysfunctional and they haven't figured it out already. I'm going to imagine from a fantasy standpoint, Venture, and you can speak to this, that there probably isn't a whole lot you're going to take away from tonight or or is there? Are most of the drafts over with or does tonight have any bearing on what happens moving forward? So in terms of, uh, you know, your main starters, your big, the big guys you're looking to get in fantasy, obviously they're not going to play. You're right. The starters don't play week four. This is all just uh, to see who's going to make the, ro- the final cuts, who's going to uh, be you know, the second string backups and third string backups, et cetera. But it is important in the sense that you have guys who are rookies, guys who are second string, who might be looking to push for, uh, for a starting job because, for instance, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back situation. Nobody really knows who the starter is. It could be, right now it looks like Peyton Barber. They'll probably split carries him and Ronald Jones. 
Uh, and then you got this young kid, which I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but I call him Wale, uh, Dari Aganu Bale or whatever his name I'll is. Bite. Yep, good enough. Know what you meant. <laughs> yep. He, you know, yeah. he he's creeping in. He looks great. Of course, he looks great. He's getting the most touches in preseason because he is the third string guy. Uh, so I try not to take too much of preseason seriously. Uh, you know, if someone has a huge preseason. Yeah, you notice him, but that doesn't mean you should draft him in fantasy. That just means keep an eye on him, keep him on a watch list, uh, or, or you know, at least maybe take him as a late-round flyer. Uh, there's right. really not a lot else here. Uh, we'll see if people win jobs. That's about it. Uh, Daniel Jones we'll get to see again, of course, if you're a New York Giants fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to see him continue his, his streak. But otherwise, all the starters are sitting. It's interesting that every single NFL team is playing tonight. I didn't know it was like that preseason week four normally. Yeah. 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 Well, it's I mean, it makes sense because tomorrow uh, first thing is cut day. So that's where guys either they find out that the dream is uh, continues for them or that it's, you know, it's over. Go get a real job, pal. You're not a football player. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the reality check of it. And they usually like to do that now because it's a week from today. We got Thursday night football. The NFL begins. It's the 2019 NFL season. And uh, it's interesting, too, because I don't know you guys, um, uh, you guys in uh, the studios there in New York. We we seem to have a bit of a weather issue going on here uh, further south by me here in Miami. So uh, what was supposed to be a Labor Day weekend of fun and football and, you know, get it going now is I got to buy toilet paper and water. And they've already they've already moved the Florida State game, which was supposed to be Saturday. They were planning on playing in Jacksonville mm-hmm. and they made the announcement earlier today. Uh, Boise State, they were going to be playing in, at Jacksonville Stadium, neutral field. Uh, the spread was four and a half for Florida State. And they've already moved it to Tallahassee because. They just don't know where this storm is going to go outside. If it's going to hit Florida, the question is where it could also hit Georgia. They don't know. But the uh, not only the NFL, the NCAA football games, obviously supposed to start Saturday. And now they're scrambling. Everything is is kind of up for grabs. Anything that was supposed to be in the south here, whether it be Florida, Georgia, even the Carolinas at this point. Uh, stand by, guys, because a lot of that uh, might change over the next 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, and I actually heard uh, one of our colleagues here, Dane Spittin' Speeds, he put uh, a wager down on Florida State at minus four, which I guess yes. was the spread before all this, and now he's got that advantage because they're playing at home. They were supposed to be yes. in Jacksonville, like you said. So, yep. you know, those are things you got to stay on top of if you mm-hmm. are someone who wagers and, and puts in a lot of bets. Yeah, it's coming. And it's not just Florida games. Again, Georgia, North Carolina is right up through the Carolinas. So there's uh, a lot of question marks right now as people are sitting around trying to figure out what's this thing going to do. It's supposed to be hitting somewhere along the coast, either late Saturday, early Sunday. So any games that are scheduled uh, in the South, make sure that you guys are checking your tickets. Make sure you understand the books, what their point of view is. How do they work it if games get canceled? We're talking first across the board for a lot of colleges and universities. You know, think about that. How do you make a game up now? Your first game of the season, it's not like the NFL. They got bye weeks. They got this and that. There's there's mm-hmm. only a certain window in college that you can get these games done. And right off the bat, here we go, week one, and we've got a major, what they're saying, Category 4 storm getting ready to smash into the uh, the eastern seaboard. So yeah. uh, keep an eye on it, guys, and know what your book's rules are because it's, 
you don't want to be holding a ticket and then all of a sudden go, whoa, what's going on here? Like, what happens to my money? Where do I go? So know exactly what's happening at all times. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And I hope, you know, everybody down south is, uh, he keeps themselves safe. I know mm-hmm. for me, I just a little lesson. I was on a sports book that was not in the United States, and uh, I did the free money play. Now I'm stuck go. with that money, and I can't pull it out for a long time because you have to read those know your rules. Read those, read those rules, absolutely. Yep, know your rules. All right, we got the latest Major League Baseball afternoon games coming up at the window. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, here we go at the window. I'm Joe Ranieri with uh, Chris Ventry here filling in for Sean uh, Guasamacchia, who was nice enough to just decide, you know what, I'm going on vacation this week and uh, left us to pick up the pieces, but that's all right. You're in good hands. We got you covered here. Plus, one of the most exciting days in the world of sports that we have as not only sports investors, sports fans, fantasy gurus, you name it, guys. Everything. Uh, life begins right about now. Tonight, 32 games uh, on a football field will be played. 16 of them in college, including four games that will include top 25 teams. The final preseason games, they'll all be underway here in just a couple of hours. And just because it's preseason football and it's week four and in all likelihood, like uh, like Chris told you, there's not a whole lot you're going to figure out. Uh, here in week four, but from certainly from a betting perspective, Chris, it don't matter uh, what we need. The only thing we need to figure out is how can we get an edge and how can we make some money tonight uh, in these games? And I can tell you right off the bat, there's a couple of games uh, that I've looked at here that are on the card tonight in the in the preseason that just don't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. And I'll start, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys, who uh, find themselves uh, playing at home week four. And the Cowboys are a team, shall we say, that uh, Jason Garrett in the past has never really shown any appetite to actually win preseason games. There are some coaches and teams that they love that winning philosophy. Don't look any further than Harbaugh, right? In Baltimore, listen, we win. We win preseason. We win a score. Whatever it is, you're a winner. They got that kind of attitude. I think they've won 16 in a row. Uh, Garrett is not that guy. Like, Garrett is not that. Neither is uh, neither are the Cowboys. And they're laying five tonight at home against Bruce Arians and the, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. And yeah. I'm fairly certain Garrett ain't going to take any chances here tonight. But I still think there's a lot to be proven with this Tampa Bay Bucs team. And five, to me, is just entirely too many points to lay in a preseason game. When you uh, when you really are going to be rolling out fourth and fifth teamers there for the Cowboys, uh, give me the points. There's too much value in Tampa Bay not to hop on them at five points tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, they're all playing backups, but at the same time, Tampa Bay, I just mentioned it, they're looking to see who their best right. running back is there. Uh, they're <laughs> they're going to have all these guys playing. Uh, maybe 
maybe Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber don't play too, too much, but the, I think they'll both play here because uh, they're still trying to prove themselves. And mm-hmm. you got uh, the young kid, uh, the pass catcher playing as well, who looks fantastic so far in preseason. So uh, I just think you're right. Plus, minus five for the Dallas Cowboys here. Mm-hmm. For a coach, like you said, that doesn't really care about this. Yeah, absolutely. Take it. I, and, and another question to you. So as a, as a person who, you know, looks at these wagers very, very closely, preseason in particular, especially mm-hmm. week four right now, how do you look at these games and decide, well, this is the thing that stands out to me, and that's why I'm going to put my bet on, you know, either the Cowboys or the Bucks, for example, or whatever other team. What, what right. are, like, the, the key things that stand out to you in those NFL preseason games? Well, what you got to understand is that most the people who bet preseason football, and we hear this all the time, right? We heard this big thing, like, ah, oh, you got to be a total degenerate. Well, <laughs> well, that's part, right? I mean, yes, yes, we're all part degenerate in some way, shape, or form, but The reality is it's just the professionals, what they call, you know, the sharp, so to speak. These are the guys that are betting the NFL through four weeks of the preseason. And only because information, knowledge is power. During the preseason, we'll have more information as betters than we ever will through a 16, uh, 17 week NFL season because that then we get the Bill Belichick on the Cincinnati. We we don't get anything out of players, coaches. They're not laying out to us the game plan. In the preseason, this guy's going to play till the second quarter. This guy's going to play two snaps. We get all of this information and data given to us that we'll never get access to during the regular season. Right. So as a as a better, as somebody that looks at these games tonight, I, I'm looking at the number five and I'm going. First of all, the Cowboys during the regular season are horrific at home as a favorite, right? We've right. seen this. How many times have we seen the Dallas Cowboys at home as a favorite is not exactly been a profitable bet. You throw in the fact that we've got a new head coach and Bruce Arians. You talked about it. We need they better figure out who their running backs are. They've got and guys got uh, they've got to prove their worth to a new head coach and Bruce Arians. There are guys fighting for their careers right. here tonight in Tampa Bay. Not so much at Dallas. You know, they're yucking it up. Good old Jimbo, you know, getting it. Go- I think five points for a team that doesn't historically do well in preseason or at home versus a hungry team with with uh, with questions to be answered. That there is what we call an edge. And when we're looking to bet anything, I don't care what it is. We're always looking for that edge. And the preseason, it gives us that edge. Same thing in Minnesota tonight. You got the Vikings and the Bills. Right. Uh, the Bills' offensive line is all beat up, right? They're going to play there uh, a guy that they just drafted this year, I believe, in the late rounds. He was a pretty good quarterback in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Buffalo, uh, University of Buffalo. Tyree Jackson is going to be... He's six foot seven. He looks like Cam Newton. He's he's a beast. He's a monster kid, but he's not exactly the most accurate passer. Plus, he's a rookie. Tyree Jackson, yeah. Tyree, and that's who they're going to be playing tonight, along with they're not going to be playing any offensive linemen. They were a little beat up throughout the preseason. So mm-hmm. you're going to get nothing from Buffalo. But at the same time, we talked about those coaches that they like to win no matter what it is. Mike Zimmer is one of those guys. His record in the preseason speaks volumes. He's not rolling over for anybody. And he's rolling out a guy, Kyle Sloter. You ready for this? Probably the single greatest preseason quarterback in the history of the game. He completes during the preseason 76% of his passes. He averages eight and eight and a half yards per pass. He's got 10 touchdowns, no interceptions in his career in the preseason. 
The reason this guy is on the Vikings is for this game right now. And Zimmer knows him. He knows the offense. He's won games before. That is a huge edge to the Vikings tonight. Uh, Laying three uh, at Buffalo, who's got nothing to prove, and a rookie quarterback. Give me the uh, give me the greatest preseason quarterback of all time, Kyle Slaughter tonight, <laughs> and the Vikings. Those are the kinds of edges. That's the kind of information you're looking for as a sports investor so you can capitalize on because we ain't getting this during a regular season, my man. And Mr. Joe Ranieri, my friend. There he is. Uh, don't forget about the guys I told you about this morning, brother. Don't forget yes. about Alexander Madison and Mike Boone, two True. guys to Ventures Point before. There are some teams that got to figure out their running back situation yep. behind Dalvin Cook. And these two guys have impressed so far. And Dalvin Cook isn't what I would exactly call the picture of health. Yeah. So they no. may need to figure this one out. Yet another reason. I'm with you, Joe. Let's take the Vikings. Minus three. Yeah, They're it, minus three yep. right now, yeah. Give us the Vikings, but that's, you know, Chris, that's what it's all about. The knowledge is power, and I don't care what it is. And listen, the same thing for fantasy. You guys know this. I mean, the difference between winning a league and and having to, I don't know, do whatever the hell it is you guys bet upon at the end of the year, once you lose or finish last, is who gets the information first? Who's right. on top of it? Who gets that information where this guy's hurt or this guy's not playing or they just they're bringing in this guy? Like you've got to have that knowledge ahead of time, especially in fantasy football, where it happens pretty quick. Guys, guy gets hurt on Sunday, Monday. You got to be on top of that wave of wire. Yeah, you, you got to be right on top. Know exactly of it. what the hell's going on, and it's no different from a betting perspective, especially preseason only. We know the information ahead of time as opposed to the regular season where you can squeeze all you want. You know, we're on to Cincinnati, Bill Belichick. You ain't getting any information there. But uh, from and certainly even from a fantasy perspective, I imagine the battles that are still going on in Tampa and in Miami trying to figure out the quarterback. And uh, Dane and I talked about it this morning. You got a quarterback issue, a backup quarterback situation going on in Seattle here tonight, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Paxton Lynch and Geno Smith are the backups there. And I make the point, okay, the last preseason game tonight, the real excitement's going to happen tomorrow when guys are getting cut on the rosters and one man's trash is another man's treasure. We are going to see a revolving door, a merry-go-round of third-string quarterbacks, of, you know, number six wide receivers, of backup outside linebackers. Going to another team. Going to some other team. I'm interested, before we had to break, to see if Carlos Hyde, if he gets cut, Mm -hmm. does he go to another team? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. he could be of value. Keep an eye out. I've also said Shady McCoy is someone to keep an eye on as well. They got yeah. four running backs in Buffalo. There you go. Yeah, and they're going to make some decisions, that's for sure. And so are we. There are some games to play, some games going on in Major League Baseball. We'll get you covered here at the window. SportsGrid.com. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, so it's time to put your money where your mouth is, I think. We got 32 football games here tonight. You can take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It's Jersey's largest sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, and you'll receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college of pro sports. You guys are in control. If you head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open your new account, claim your free wager of up to $500, and do it today. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. And welcome in on this mini Christmas uh, for sports bettors and fans. Uh, around the country, it is at the window. I'm Joe Ranieri, Chris Ventura, Dane Martinez hanging out. Yeah, buddy. Going in for, yeah. for Sean Guadamacchia, who uh, was nice enough to leave us all behind and uh, go on a little mini vacation on what is really, I don't know, the most exciting day of the year for sports betting uh, by far, uh, Dane, as we it's talked Christmas about morning. it. Yeah, since, uh, since this morning, we talked about it and said, you know, there are guys that don't. And I imagine fantasy is the same thing. Uh, baseball is a very unique thing, uh, certainly from a betting perspective. It is a grind 162 game season, guys. It's not for everybody, but those guys love football or those girls. They love football. They love basketball. They go, I I take a couple of months off with baseball and I'm sure fantasy guys too. Not everyone who plays fantasy football does fantasy basketball or fantasy baseball. So, uh, it's the same thing. There are guys that have been on the sidelines here that tonight they're like kids in a candy store, man. They are good. They can't wait to get to the window here and make some bets. I'm going to assume FanDuel is going to be mobbed there tonight, of course, oh, yeah. with Gabe and the gang getting ready to go. But um, caution, Dane, and we talked about it uh, we this sure morning, did. man. <laughs> Slow your roll, people. Like I don't care if your bankroll's 10 bucks, a dime, five dimes, doesn't make a difference. Don't blow it all on one night because, quite honestly, uh, who here is real confident what 18-year-olds are going to do on a football field under the bright lights? In a hurricane. In college, yeah, in a hurricane. college football. Like, I have no idea. You know, you, you try to figure it out. You try and put yourself in a position to be able to profit. But let's face it, guys, it's they're 18-year-olds. How many of us really know what these guys are going to do or how they're going to react? Especially you week just one. don't. Yeah. Right. Cool. Especially yeah. week one. We said it this morning as well. Exactly. Joe, you know, I made the analogy of like the Brazilian steakhouse, right? Where it's like there's yeah. the coaster of red and green and you're just like, oh, I want to be gluttonous. Give me everything. <laughs> but that's like it tonight, right? There's like, what, 30, 35 games on the board. You could yep. really blow your wad real quick if you don't manage yourself and have some discipline. You know, Ventra, it's like, you know, if you go to a gentleman's club, you can't just, you know, settle up to the all, first yeah. woman who comes your way. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. pick and choose what's actually right, where the narrative and the data fit together. Well, I would say that if anybody's betting out there and they're doing it tonight on a lot of these games they probably know how to manage their bankroll pretty well because you know you wouldn't be in the or it's people that are like oh snap it's football let's go and that could be there as well yeah and you've got the game staggered so you know you got i can tell you right now there's guys going to be betting at six o'clock if they don't win those games they're they're jumping right back on to the nine o'clock games and you know that's where guys get into trouble is if it doesn't go their way early on Right. Well, then, you know, they start to get that uh, that chasing fire the dragon. The, oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it's not good. And we still got 
plenty of baseball here tonight, guys. But currently right now, you've got uh, the A's 9-7 over the Royals, bottom in the ninth there. Uh, there's a man on second, but it looked like the A's are going to sweep the Royals. you got the Rays just gave up three runs. They're now losing to the Astros 5-4 in, uh, in the top of the sixth. The Twins are steamrolling the uh, Berrios and company steamrolling oh, really? the White Sox. Nice. 9-3 there in the You seventh. know I love Berrios, Joe. Uh, and the uh, the Indians and Clevenger once again continue to roll. Uh, took down the Tigers 2-0. Clevenger, eight innings, uh, only four hits, ten strikeouts, as they also sweep the uh, the Tigers. But the big game tonight, and I'm certainly you guys are hearing this in the Northeast in New York, Lester versus DeGrom yeah. at yeah. City Field here tonight. I, I think, and I'm you tell me, uh, Ventra up there. If the Mets lose tonight with the Grom on the mound and they get swept, can we? Are we in the Mets this- what was that last part? Are we sticking a fork in the Mets if they don't win this one with the Grom tonight? We're close to it. I think it's very deflating. I mean, they've sure. lost what five in a row now. Yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah. So yeah, they're. In, I mean, Degrom's supposed to be your stopper. This is why you have an ace. Supposed to be your stopper when you're bleeding. Uh, so this is the game. And honestly, I would put my money in minus one and a half right now. I would take mm-hmm. the Mets right now because yeah. I think that they're going to go all out. DeGrom's going to give it everything he's got because they want to make the playoffs. The Mets are hungry. The fans are hungry. I think yeah, if he, they don't stop him tonight, they're going to be very deflated. And that could be the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, I'm on DeGrom and the Mets tonight as well. I know it was a big minus number. I said it this morning. I'm doing the good old public chalky money line parlay. I'm back in mm-hmm. DeGrom, and I'm also back in, I believe it's Grinky on the mound for the Strohs tonight. Yeah, yeah, Grinky's on there right now. 5-4. Actually, uh, was losing. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay got to him some uh, four runs early. But, of course, Houston has come back 5-4, top oh, of the sixth in, right. uh, in that game. But let, you're right, though, man. It is a monster game for... Let's face it, the Mets and the Cubs who are battling here. And believe it or not, you know, I'm looking at uh, the Dodgers heading to Arizona here tonight. Arizona will not go away. And it's fascinating to me that they traded away their best asset is now a Houston Astros. They continue to win games, guys, and they just, they won't quit and they won't go away, which to me, don't let us not forget what Arizona has done this year. They dismantled that team, yep. right? Goldschmidt's in St. Louis. They took all of their good guys and they were like, yeah, we're going to rebuild. And this is what they're doing now. I do think the gone, the yeah. future is bright for a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks moving forward. Yeah, that's true. But remember, and I say it all the time, Joe, when we look at these, what, like five, six, seven teams in the NL wildcard race, we also have to take a step back and remember these teams are all basically – 500 teams, just above 500, right? So you say Arizona won't go away because they got a nice little hot stretch of like, you know, Mm -hmm. six of their last eight, whatever. But then next week, Milwaukee's going to have that same exact stretch and normalize it again. And then the Giants will get a hot stretch. It's really going to be about who gets, you know, it's kind of like the hot goalie in the NHL, right? There's only about 30, 35 games left. I think these guys are going to all be treading water together. Some poke their head up, then they fade, just like the Mets did over the last couple of weeks. It's really going to be who gets hot at the right time at the end. The Giants, yep. uh, I think, are 65, yeah, no, under 500 well, now. I think well, they're kind of out. Well, Joe, you know, you had you had your love with them as long as they retained Madison Bumgarner, right? I, well, listen, man. Like, I, at the time when they were going through it, you... Sure. At the price they were at, sure. it was... Yeah, you, here's a couple of bucks, absolutely. Fair enough. Doing it at 200 to 1 or 4 to 1, whatever it was. Hey, you know, yeah. it's... Again, you know, it's it's so funny because they may be, realistically, they're, they're already out of it, but... Um, would get you Quato want to be back. facing the, if no. I'm, if I'm, yeah, Quato's already pitching in the, uh, in back, the minor yeah. league. 
But if I'm uh, if I'm a team that's battling up until the last couple of weeks of the season and I got to face the Giants and Bumgartner sure. and Samarja and, you know, they could play spoiler Absolutely. as well, too. Yeah. Definitely worth keeping an eye on them because uh, they're not happy with the way things are going. But like you said. Cueto's coming back yep. too. It uh, and they, who not? They might re-sign Baumgartner. I mean, he you loves never the know area. at this point. You just don't know, man. But uh, but plenty of baseball still left to go here, guys. I listen. I got two drafts tonight, by the way. Sure. Uh, that I've got it done in in two of the money leagues that I've been in in forever. And I, I need you guys, both of you guys, to give me a name here tonight. Of give me a guy to avoid. Give me a guy that everybody's gonna wanna wanna take. Yeah. And but realistically, guys, we should probably we should probably avoid them. I don't know if sure. it's a quarterback, but who who is one of these people where you're going? Oh, everyone's like they can't wait to draft them. But the eh, like, yeah, hold off, guys. Don't don't sure. be spending early rounds on this dude. Yeah. So my guy, you know, and I on my show, uh, Joe, on Fantasy Freestyle, I call them diamonds and fugazis. You know about fugazis. Yes. Guys to yep. f- forget about. Right. So for me, one of the guys that I think that'll be in the top two rounds like that is Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs running back Damian Williams. I am not on Damian Williams. I've been off Damian Williams. And here's why. A couple reasons. One, Joe, as you know from his time in Miami, we have never seen Damian Williams as a true three-down back. And that's the that's the draft position he's going at. People are drafting him as their number yeah. one running back, expecting him to be a bell cow. He's not mm. going to be a bell cow. Andy Reid has even said things like they may have a committee oh, approach. Yeah. Darwin Thompson has been a revelation as a yeah. rookie. There's still Carlos Hyde there, who you mentioned. We'll see if he cracks the 53-man. But this mm-hmm. is a guy that a lot of people out there that are drafting think, oh my God, Kansas City Chiefs running back. They're going to score tons of points. Let me draft them. That's why people I'm are not, doing it. Yeah, but I yeah. just don't think he's the workhorse that he would need to be to be a true RB1. So, Joe, let someone else take him tonight. Yeah. And, Joe, honestly, that whole like late, mid to late second round all the way to the fourth round of running backs, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of them are very sketchy. There's questions honest. on There's all questions of them. all over the place. I would go wide receiver heavy early. You know what you're getting out of your wide receivers, and a lot of the good wide receivers tend to last even into the fourth round. Uh, and then, you know, you could get running backs that, if, especially if it's a PPR league, uh, one point per reception, you know, you could get running backs that are pass catchers that mm-hmm. could have just as much value yeah. during the season as those guys go in the second, third, like Duke Johnson, who is White. now the starting running back on the Texans going sure. into the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys like that, James yeah. White, yeah. Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of pass-catching yeah. backs of the thunder and lightning, the right. third down out of the backfield back, you know, the, to be honest, what Damian Williams used to be right. in Miami, right. Joe. Exactly. Um, so absolutely. But you know I'm always here to hold you down and help you out, though, Joe. On the other side I of the just, break, I got to ask you a question. There has been something that has changed, like, since five hours ago when I spoke to you last, and I think it changed Ooh. in our favor, Joe. So I'm going to have oh. to ask you about I that. I, that. I know up. where you're going. Yeah, right? you do. It absolutely did. Hurricane, yeah, Hurricane Dorian did. helping us out, Joe. I, I, may have to, yeah, I may have to search for a middle there. I know exactly <laughs> what you're right. talking about. I'll tell you another thing I noticed on the couple of drafts that I've already been in. Does nobody want any Arizona Cardinals? Should we avoid mm, that? I mean, good we'll question. talk about that coming up because Kirk and everybody else is available in these leagues. And right. I'm like, should I get them? We'll talk about that at the window coming up. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we'll take a look at uh, some of these college games here tonight. A lot of money, a lot of handle, a lot of bets coming in, of course, in the uh, in one of the best rivalries in college football. It's a shame it's kind of happening on, uh, on the first game, but we'll get to Utah-BYU. Welcome in. It is at the window, uh, except neither of us, none of us here are Sean uh, Guasamakia because he's on vacation and we're filling in for him because we're we're good teammates like that. We step up when... Guys just decide like 24 hours ago that they're going to leave. And that's exactly what we do here. Jovenary, Chris Ventra, uh, Dane Martinez, thank you guys very much for tuning in as we get you ready for the slate of games here tonight. Uh, but what happened was we were talking a little uh, drafts. Listen, guys, it's the final yeah. game in preseason. Ventra had already told us earlier, don't expect a whole lot as far as uh, let's say point uh, grabbers here through guys that are going to clean up for you. You're not going to learn anything tonight. From a fantasy perspective, not necessarily from a starting standpoint, but I did notice in the last in the couple of drafts leading up to tonight that I had been a part of, it seems to me like everybody outside of David Johnson goes, ooh, yeah, that's an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, like, no, but yeah, you know, guys like Kirk are hanging around right. into the late rounds, but they're, you know... Somebody's drafting them early because their their rank is ridiculous. So what do you do with guys like the Arizona Cardinals? Do you do you just avoid them like the plague altogether? How do you guys approach some of these lesser offensive teams, maybe? Yeah, so Joe, I got three Cardinals that I'd be comfortable with. You obviously already talked about David Johnson, right? He is a first round pick. He is an RB one. I think that's locked, loaded, undisputed. Even so there's some one. people are are a little worried about. It. That's fine, yeah, but yeah. he's still an RB one. If you're if if David Johnson is still available and you have the tenth pick of a draft, right. you're not drafting David Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. of course. Absolutely. So that, so there fine. you go, right? So he's that's worth one. the risk. Absolutely, he's going to be an RB one. Absolutely, right. and because here's the thing, Joe, and and you and I both know, we don't know if this Kingsbury thing is going to work out well. But one thing we mm-hmm. do know is there's going to be a lot of volume. There's going to be a lot of plays called, right? And fantasy is a volume kind of thing anyway. Getting that opportunity, I'm all right. Saying, yep. I believe there's two more, and then you know, feel free to tell me I'm crazy, Ventra, okay. but. Kyler Murray is still out there, and Kyler Murray's decent. And here's the thing, Joe. I'm waiting on quarterback anyway. I've been telling you this, right? And so I'm not investing that kind of high-round draft pick on any quarterback anyway, right? Mm. So then at that level, in the ponds that I'm fishing in for quarterback in the ninth, 10th round, if Kyler Murray is there, I'm okay with that. And the other reason is because if he defecates the mattress and it goes left for the Cardinals, then I don't care. I'll drop him and I'll pick up a Kirk Cousins, a Jimmy Garoppolo, someone like that, and the risk is not there. You mentioned the third one, Joe. I'm on Christian Kirk. I like Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk is a legitimate wide receiver three flex play type. I think he's one of the top 35 Mm -hmm 
five wide receivers. I think he had a good rookie year until he got banged up. Remember, he and Kyla Murray had some time together, I believe, at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They know mm-hmm. each other, okay? And I actually think, listen, we talk about all these other second-year wide receivers that are primed to make huge jumps this year, right? Everyone loves, Mike you know, Williams, my Mike boy, Williams. Baby. Everyone loves Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Everybody loves DJ Moore. Everybody loves other young guys like Godwin and Galladay and stuff like that. Christian Kirk is another second-year wide receiver that there's no reason with the opportunity he's getting that he can't make another jump. I'd be fine with drafting Christian Kirk as a third or fourth wide receiver on your fantasy team. So you like him in that? In that area, as like a, a young second year guy, a that little bit below like that, that yeah. but to me, mm. he's thirty to thirty five. To me, like put him, I'd rather have him than say Allen Robinson. I for mm. me, he's right around Robbie Anderson. He's yeah. right around there in that level. I don't have it in front of me, but call it. You know, I think he's a legitimate back end wide receiver three. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same way as you this year in terms of Kirk. Yeah, uh, for me, he well, he is that slot guy. A lot of people like the slot guys; they get the most targets in PPR and. Might be Fitzy, though, in that offense. That's what I'm saying. The thing is, uh, the difference here between the big breakout guys and this kid is that Mm. those breakout guys, a lot of them were really high draft picks in the NFL. Sure. Really highly talented. They're either really big, strong, or fast. Kirk does it. Kirk's just a solid guy, right? So, uh, and Arizona itself is just a a tough offense to invest in. Now, I agree with him. Kyler Murray, I think that's a guy, and this is why you could take Kyler Murray earlier in drafts this year, and that includes Lamar Jackson, guys like that, because when mm-hmm. you do draft him in the 8th, ninth, 10th round, it's okay because in the 14th, 15th, 16th round, like he said, you could get Kirk Cousins, you could get Jimmy Garoppolo, you could get Tom Brady, yep. Ben Ron, you could get anybody you want later. So it's okay to take a chance on those high upside quarterbacks, yep. and Kyler Murray still has that high upside. If you miss, mm-hmm. so what? Yeah, I go, safe, I go safe and upside, right, Joe? And so mm-hmm. Kyler Murray fits as one of those upside guys, along with, just like Venture was saying, the Lamar Jacksons, a Jameis Winston this year, potentially. And you partner them, so if you get Kyler Murray, just be sure to double back and come back around with one of the unsexy guys later on that we were mentioning. Maybe right. a Kirk Cousins could be someone you target. Then if Kyler Murray goes left, you're still fine. Yep. Absolutely. One of the uh, you know one of the other big elephants in in the room are and it's it's been happening now since the weekend and personally I don't I don't see what the problem is but there's going to be a lot of people and are a lot of people looking with the news of Andrew Luck uh, retiring they're they're not looking at T Y Hilton the same way they're not looking at uh, Ebron in the same light they're not they're not looking at anybody uh, on the offensive side of Indianapolis I happen to think that's a mistake and I think that's going to play into Indianapolis's favor throughout the season um, I love Brissett I love. This team uh, and the way it's been constructed, it was actually built purposely this way over the last couple of years. They drafted to make it so it wasn't all Andrew Luck. Um, Listen, they're not going to be, uh, you know, is he as good as Andrew Luck? No, but he's got plenty of upside and the team's got great defense, great offensive line. You don't they don't need the quarterback to be the end all be all. But I'm going to guess from a fantasy perspective. You ain't. There's gonna be a whole lot of people going. Ooh, uh, I don't know. Ty. Uh, maybe they're looking in another direction. Is that a mistake in your guys' opinion? I mean, uh, I would. I would say it is a mistake if you really completely take some of these guys off the board. You're still drifting. Ty Hilton. Yeah, he try to get him at a value. You want to get him at a discount here. You don't want to take him where he was going with Andrew Luck being there. 
Because mm. Brissett, you're right. Brissett is probably one of the best court, backup quarterbacks in the league. That's right. Um, you know, he, he could run the ball, too. This offense can move with him being a game manager, kind of. Uh, they, like you said, great offensive line. I think Mac still ha- holds pretty much the same value. If not, drops a couple of spots behind the same guys in his tier. Right. I don't think he drops a tier for that, though. Um, you know, Naheem Hines. The only guy that I would say kind of drops pretty heavily for me is Funchess uh, and maybe... Maybe Ebron. I mean, people are already regressing uh, down on Ebron anyway. He had 13 touchdowns last year. That's just not happening again anyway. Mm, So, uh, and you also have Jack Doyle there. And Jack Doyle is a target monster. Uh, But yeah, of course you got to drop these guys realistically a little bit down on the board. But at the same time, not too much. Because this is still an NFL team. They're still going to get targets. And, you know, I think a lot of these guys are are still talented. The team as a whole is pretty good. Uh, Mm. You take away Andrew Luck, not as good. But but there's a lot of weapons here to, to, to have. Yeah, Joe, you were still thinking about taking the Indianapolis Colts to win that division at five to one, if I remember correctly, earlier yeah, this yeah. week, right? So if you yeah, if I you did. keep yeah. going with that logic, right, then they're still going to win games, they're still going to score points, they're still going to produce stats, right? right. And so uh, I echo most of what Ventra says. I still believe that um, T. Y. Hilton is a back end wide receiver one, a uh, high end wide receiver two. I mm. would still take him around the same area as Keenan Allen. I would take him above some of the Minnesota Viking wide receivers. I would. Okay, so that's T. Y. Hilton. I have not been big on uh, Marlon Mack. Regardless, to Chris's point, right. the idea of the running backs at that tier, there are questions with all of them, and Mack has too many questions. I was preferring people in that tier, like Devonte Freeman and others, anyway. So this doesn't right. change it, and Eric. Ebron, I agree with Ventra. I've been off him. He's another fugazi for me. The touchdown regression, Jack Doyle there. And the other guy, he said, Devin Funches was brought in there to be another red zone target. Six foot four. That compromises Eric Ebron, but I'm okay still taking TY. And to be quite honest, Joe, you want to go get yourself uh, Kyla Murray? You could also draft Jacoby Brissett to back him up. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Because I why think not drop Jacoby Brissett in this in that spot? Right? right. You say he's a reasonable facsimile, and you also mention that he has rushing potential yes. that mm-hmm. some quarterbacks don't have. Like, is he going to be a top ten, top fifteen quarterback for fantasy? Probably not. No. But is he just as viable as a Jimmy Garoppolo, as a Sam Darnold, as a Derek Carr? Sure, he could be. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You're, you're right about that. The rushing ability. A lot of it, running is very undervalued in fantasy. A lot of people don't realize that these running quarterbacks give you a really nice floor at the yep. quarterback position. Right. And if they're, they're your QB2, that's perfect. You're not spending right. a lot on it, and there is a lot of upside as well for these guys like Lamar Jackson. I had a whole big argument today, a whole rant about Josh Allen today. I like him too. He's going really late, and he ran the ball for 630 yards last year and eight touchdowns yep. on the ground. These are advantages. And it's another thing. Know your rules. Yep. So if you got like four points of passing touchdown – those running quarterbacks become a lot more valuable because they're right. getting six points for their rushing touchdown. So that's he's right about that, the Brissett thing. And he's got the weapons. The Colts made it a point to get weapons this year in that offense because sure last year they were missing it. Yep. Yeah, no, it's I love the way they've they've built it, the way they've gone about this. Um, you know, they're about seven years too late. If uh, if they would have done this when they first got Andrew Luck, we he might have sure. a couple of rings. Yeah. Uh, he has some nerves in his neck, also, right. still too. Yeah, yeah. sure. But uh, you know, to your point though about these running quarterbacks, certainly from a fantasy perspective, but even from a futures perspective, and you know, I had this conversation. I've talked with with Gabe about it too, as far as. I look at the Jets and I look at the Buffalo Bills, right? I look at the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I, I look at these teams and go, listen, what what's realistic from them? 
Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, along with Lamar Jackson, the one thing that they all have in common and what these teams have in common is that this is year two for their franchise quarterbacks. There is a certain level of progression they have to make this year in order to justify the number one draft pick, right? If if they got it right, we're going to have a really good glimpse into that this year. So with Josh Allen, I expect just as much, you know, I expect him to have the same amount of success rushing when he decides to do it that he did last year. If he can take that step, passing if Sam Darnold uh, not from a rushing perspective although he can run I think he's he's got some mobility agility in the pocket yeah if he takes that next progression from the passing and I think we all agree he's the better passer out of them and Lamar Jackson if he becomes a better passer we're still going to get plenty of success on the ground the Jets and the Bills are to me are in the same spot they're eight and eight maybe nine if things go well, but the idea that the Buffalo Bills six and a half wins, the New York Jets six and a half, seven wins, I see those teams as, at worst, I'm looking at eight and eight, and if they get a ball to bounce one way or the other, I do think that even uh, even the Jets and the uh, Bills might be able so to surprise So you like them both the on the over for six, six I love points. the overs yeah. on both, because I think they're, those quarterbacks have to make the next Right. progression year two and if they do guys mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely absolutely it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys come up and i think lamar because he's got the heads up where he had success playoff game i, I think he's going to be just fine there yeah. too as well yeah. so here's my thing though what's funny to me joe and chris is how everybody and their mother completely expects Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield to make this huge jump, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but why not Sam Donald? And you can say, oh, yeah. but Baker got Odell as a new weapon. Donald got Le'Veon Bell as a new weapon. Right. Like, why are we all expecting this huge jump from Baker and not the same thing from people like Donald or Lamar or Allen? I think because yep. Baker showed a lot of, you know, Sam Donald looked fine to me. Sam, well, I'm he had you. 17 touchdowns, 15 picks. His completion yeah, but when he came back from the injury yeah. in that last month, he was his completion percentage, his passer rating was good. And that's the problem. Yeah. People don't realize what people do in individual games last year. They're looking yeah, the at the total season. If a right. guy's doing well towards the end of the season, that's important. That's momentum. That's momentum. Yep. That's experience. Same goes for Dalvin Cook as well. Yep. As a guy who was doing great last season. second year starts to yep. step up. See. And Christian Kirk, too, Joe. You yep. can draft him. I tell you right now, I love. I mean, between and we'll answer this on the way back. Plus, we'll get you caught up with the latest MLB. We'll take a look at our favorite plays tonight: college football. But who's going to have a better year, Lamar Jackson or Kyla Murray? Hmm. Well, I'll take Lamar. Give me yeah, year two. Yeah, you, you and me too. This Lamar, dude can't up. even snap the ball yet. He's clapping too much. At the window, we're heading there. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, it's an exciting night. It really is. Woo! It is kickoff 32 uh, football game, 16 in the NFL to round out the preseason, 16 in college football, including four top 25 teams. It is going to be a lot of fun. And just a reminder coming up, uh, we've got uh, 
Uh, we've got Gabe Morenci, of course, and Cam Stewart as game time decisions. We'll take uh, we'll take center stage live from the uh, the Meadowlands there at the Fan Book uh, uh, Fan Duel Sportsbook, yep. rather that which they live now. So yeah, that really. is coming up. They and, need to put uh, a cot well, in there for Gabe. Yeah, and they really do. We <laughs> want to welcome you in here at the window, uh, Joe Ranieri, Chris Ventra, Dane Martinez filling in for. Uh, Sean Guasamaki, who will eventually be back, maybe. I don't know. He never yeah. really gave us a return date, I but like that's this. all right. Definitely, I like yeah, this, though. Definitely not on Monday, man. because none of us yeah, will. We're the, we're the dudes you want on the bench in your fantasy team, Damn all right? right. Because you know, we'll show up and we'll deliver you a 30-point day. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Word uh, up. But we, we were mentioning, and, uh, and we'll get to some of these uh, plays here tonight, guys, but uh, I mean, real quick, you, you tell me, who's got a more successful season here? Lamar Jackson, who they have tape on. NFL defenses do, or Kyler Murray, who really, for the first six weeks, guys, nobody's going to know what the hell to expect from them right. or from the team. Who do you guys trust more this year? Are we talking in fantasy or real NFL? That's a, that's I important. Would, yeah, all right, let's say real NFL. Real NFL, I would say that Kyler Murray probably has a good shot to outshine Lamar Jackson in terms of passing and mm-hmm. running altogether. Yeah, but if it's Lamar real NFL... Fantasy, we're Go talking ahead. about wins and losses. The Ravens will do better this season. The Ravens the will be a better team. Okay. But but that doesn't mean Lamar's going to have a good passing year. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. He's going to be – I mean, we're talking about Lamar Jackson doing something historic this year. Like 200 rushes, I think he over 1,000 yards. yards. Yeah. I think like, he runs for 1,000 yards. He's going to be a glorified running back. I think he runs basically. for 1,000 yards. Yeah. I do. Mm. And that yeah, team's – it's going to look like Navy. Fun. It's going to look like Navy in, in the NFL. They're going to do a lot of run pass options and stuff like that. You know? And I think what's going to happen, too, is you're going to see a lot of defenses mimic what they know about Lamar Jackson, right. and that's how they're going to attack Kyler Murray. So it'll be interesting because the future of those types of running backs, those quarterbacks, guys, depends on the success of guys like these two. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they have any longevity. All right, uh, we're going Minnesota Vikings uh, tonight. Make sure you take them. Tampa Bay Love Bucks it. preseason beat degenerates. Give me Utah to win big. We'll be back. Gonna cover that spread, Joe. In, man. That's All right, you damn right. That's right. it, man. Lay Talk it down, you soon, baby. Brother. At the window. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom Channel. Oh, super. <laughs>